You're listening to On the Road, Our Way, the archive of the podcast formerly known as Women on the Road from 2017 to 2020, hosted and produced by Laura Borshevsky and a production of Rabble Media. This episode of Women on the Road is brought to you by Deuter. They believe that your gear should enhance your time in the outdoors, which is why they've been making technical packs German-engineered since 1898 for comfort, fit, and ventilation. Stay tuned for later in this episode. I talk again to Amy Eaton about how her Deuter pack helps her reconnect with herself on the backcountry slopes of Colorado. Learn more at www.deuter.com. That's D-E-U-T-E-R.com. When you allow yourself to be cracked open is like when you can truly be vulnerable and also change and grow and allow yourself to have a really incredible opportunity. I'm Laura Hughes, and you're listening to the She Explores podcast series, Women on the Road, a podcast to bring you closer to some of the honest experiences that life on the road has to offer from the perspective of women who've lived it firsthand. If you tuned into our last episode, you might have heard that we recently opened up a Facebook group specifically for Women on the Road podcast listeners. So far, the group has over 100 members, and it's been really fun to see what thoughts, questions, and support we can all offer one another when it comes to road tripping and longer-term road travel. You can join the conversation through the link in our show notes or by searching for Women on the Road podcast on Facebook. We'd really love to see you there. Also, after this episode, we're taking a break from producing new episodes for a bit, but that doesn't mean we're going anywhere. We've got some exciting things in the works for women on the road in the near future, so we'll be using some of our time to focus on that. One way you can help is by taking a brief listener survey for us. It's a way for us to get to know a bit about you and what you'd like to see from this podcast series moving forward. There's also something special included for everyone who completes the survey as a thank you for taking the time. To get started, follow the link in our show notes. And thanks again for helping to make this podcast better with your feedback. This story is months in the making, mostly because I've been trying to track Michaela Hamilton down since the spring to have a chance to chat with her, and when I finally did, it was nothing short of an uplifting experience. As you'll hear, Michaela's someone who regularly chooses to rise up in the face of a challenge. And as we all know, some challenges life throws our way are harder than others, so it's what we choose to do with them that counts. You'll hear that for Michaela, getting from a challenge to achievement over and over again is all about taking a series of small steps, literally and metaphorically speaking. Michaela is a professional outdoor photographer, currently living and traveling around the U.S. in a Ford Transit Connect van she built out herself, along with the help of her step-grandfather, over the course of just one month. As two women on the road, on the move, Michaela and I must have missed in-person meetups a handful of times over the spring and summer, but I recently called her while she was in Yosemite National Park. And just a heads up, you might hear some occasional light wind in the background due to the breezy day. Right now, Michaela travels mostly solo on the road, and she describes the experience as both liberating and humbling. It's a really interesting uh, dichotomy because you're on one hand fully self-sufficient and independent, and also in a lot of ways, like, I've had to be in a position of like being really dependent on strangers 
but then you also just get this like really beautiful picture of the generosity of humanity and it's equally empowering and humbling to be like yeah I can like go travel around wherever I want and then also sometimes like man we all need each other's help um especially when you get in a pickle what's a time that you've been in a pickle and have needed to depend on a stranger for help uh uh, one time I was in right outside of Escalante Utah and was looking to find this campsite that had been recommended to me and took a left turn right into what was a much deeper sand pit than I expected and pretty much just nose nosedived um my front two wheels and could not get them out and I had no service and so I had just like this moment of like uh now what am I going to do so to be honest I ate a snack and thought about my options and was like well I can start walking back to town and four minutes into walking I ran into this family from Holland they spent 30 minutes with me trying to dig my wheels out and uh we were not successful so then they gave me a ride into town where I was able to get a tow truck yeah it was just one of those sweet moments of like man they did not have to stop let alone like get completely dirty helping me try to (laughs) unstick my situation but I was so grateful for it because I I would have had a very long walk that day (laughs) I appreciate that you said that, like, you ate a snack. That was the first thing that you did. What made you, like, decide this is something I need to just stop and, and think about a little bit? Like, how? what made you turn to that? I just kind of needed to, like, recenter of, like, yeah, this is a pretty, like, sticky situation, but also it could be far worse. And I feel my blood sugar, like, decreasing rapidly, and I will become, like, far more anxious and not be able to make a rational decision. So why don't I just take care of my immediate needs and have a snack and think like, okay, what are my options? I can realistically walk and I'll probably find someone. It's middle of the afternoon. So I have like plenty of daylight and I'm with my home right now. So I have like more than what I need. Yeah. So it was one of those moments that I just took a, took a breath and reminded myself that I'm okay. I think you could you could easily create the idea of more danger than actually really is there. What ways do you think you've grown in traveling solo for the last several months? I think I've continued to just see the benefit of like facing fear, whether it's like moving from a city into like the abyss of I don't know where I'm going from here or yeah navigating uncharted territory where you don't know anyone and there's risk of breaking down or getting lost and you kind of have to rely on yourself at that point but I think that also just like it also allows me to just see like what my true potential and strength is
one of the things I really want to ask you about is your experiences leading up to your travels on the road, because I feel like that ties really well into some of the things you just said about your continued growth is like overcoming like adversity and challenges and fear. And so you have quite a story that leads up to you getting your van in the first place. I was in a, a really severe rock climbing accident where I fell 15 feet and hit the ground and pretty much demolished my spine. And I, you know, I should be paralyzed or dead, but I got very, very lucky. And I was about a mile in from any road and we had service. So a bunch of EMTs came and I was carried down onto a boat and we were about 45 minutes north of Nashville. And so I was taken to a local hospital up there where I got a CT scan. And kind of up till that point, I was very much in denial that anything super serious had happened. I I was in the position of like, this is a really bad back spasm. And I think I even told the nurse like, hey, I have a shoot tomorrow. Do you think I'll be able to to make that? And I remember him saying, like, uh, best case scenario is you're going to be really sore. So I would cancel that. When my CT scan came back, they were like, this is kind of out of our hands. We're not equipped to do this, and you're going to need to go into surgery. Um, So I had emergency spinal fusion surgery. And so I now have a titanium ladder in my back. And the kind of crazy thing is that less than 10 hours after surgery, they made me stand up and start walking. They walked in and they were like, you're not going to be in a back brace. You're not going to be bedridden. The best thing you can do for yourself is walk. And that was like miserable and also incredible. I left the hospital six days after surgery and 10 days after surgery, I was able to walk two miles and I just walked every day. And it kind of just became this really like meditative healing practice for both my like physical body and my like mental, emotional body of learning how to slow down and pay attention. I walked the same route pretty much in my neighborhood for like a year. And it's kind of incredible what you can realize you miss. For me, it was kind of this like really pivotal moment of like, I'm actually noticing my neighbors for the first time. And I've like bared witness to the changing of a season and it's not caught me by surprise because I've noticed every single small step that has led up to this shift. And on top of it, my daily change in my physical body was like incredible. And so it was this really quick moving, tangible change. And I was just so overwhelmed that like my life should look very, very different. And the reality was that I would mostly heal. Falls can get us into a rut. It's injury. It's fear. It's loss of control. And it's knowing that getting back up is going to be rough, even downright painful. But in making the choice to get up and walk and reflect and get stronger, Michaela found a new perspective. All of that led me to also contemplating a lot of questions of like, okay, I almost lost the ability to do absolutely everything that I love. So 
so what am I going to do with that? Like I've been given this incredible gift of a second chance with a mostly healthy body. And that started to just bring up, like, I've always wanted to live out West and I really like the idea of living simply and traveling around for a while. And I really want to combine the creative world with the outdoor world. So I decided to just go for it. We'll hear what Michaela did next after a word from our sponsor, Deuter. This episode of Women on the Road is brought to you by Deuter. I spoke with Amy Eaton, an avid outdoor adventurer who spent a year traveling the country with her husband and firstborn son. After her second son was born, Amy was diagnosed with postpartum depression and turned to the outdoors for the healing she needed. I'd grown up skiing and snowboarding and touring in the backcountry, but hadn't really been out since my second son was born. So my doctor, with this prescription of exercise, was like, you know, an hour a day at the minimum. And I picked up my daughter's ski pack and started touring, just at the small backcountry tours. And I feel like more than anything, the pack allowed me, one, to take everything I needed to be safe in the backcountry, but it also was this way that I sort of refound myself after having kids and after dealing with this depression that I never expected to have. And suddenly I could take everything I needed with me and I could go out in the backcountry and I could sort of find myself again because I was out skiing and doing something I truly loved. And I feel like those sort of moments um, brought me back to myself. And I think retaining that sort of identity of self, even as women, as we grow older and become mothers or change sort of who we are, sort of holding on to that kernel of, of who you are as an individual is so important. And for me, skiing had always been part of that. And having a ski pack that, you know, I can take my skins in, I can take my beacon, I can take everything I need to be safe and travel through the backcountry, it's such a huge deal and it's been an empowering piece of equipment. Find yourself outdoors with a durable, comfortably crafted Deuter pack. Get your perfect fit at www.deuter.com. That's www.deuter.com. We're back with Michaela explaining how life changed after recovering from her fall. So along with getting the van and exploring the possibility of moving somewhere out west, I also carved out space for me to be able to get an internship with Voyager Outward Bound, which does outdoor education expeditions on the Boundary Waters with majority of teenagers. Tell me a little bit more about Outward Bound and what you did while you were there in your internship. Voyager Outward Bound is in way up north Minnesota, and they mainly do uh, canoe expeditions. They do some backpacking as well, and rock climbing is incorporated to most of their courses. So I interned with them, which is a nine-week program. Um, And it's essentially training to become an instructor. So it's broken up into three different sections where you go on a like 13 day expedition and then you are trained on pretty much everything that happens 
on base and on course of like rock climbing and ropes courses and kind of this whole anything can happen experience <laughs> and you are taught and prepared to just kind of expect the unexpected and roll with it which definitely keeps you on your toes <laughs> kind of this new territory for me of diving into the outdoor world in a different way outside of documenting it continuing to discover my own potential and then also like walking alongside teenagers and saying like no I know that you can like you can do this you've got this resilience and strength within you you just have to find it and trust yourself I mean it sounds like you are uniquely qualified to deliver that message to to anyone especially teenagers who are questioning because you've overcome so much you know physically and mentally over the last year or so yeah I think I've just continued continually been amazed at like what the body can recover from and floored that like in a lot of ways I'm stronger than I was before certainly like emotionally but even physically and how that should not necessarily be but that is what it is and so how do I take that and say like I bet you're also stronger than you think and how do we tap into that and allow yourself to see that what do you think you learned about yourself during that time at Voyager Outward Bound? That I'm a really resilient person because I definitely pushed myself physically. Those canoes weigh 75 pounds and you're expected to put them on your shoulders and walk X amount of distance. And so I like the first time I did it, I was just really overwhelmed at like, I broke my back a year and a half ago and now I'm like walking through a swamp with a 75 pound canoe on my shoulders <laughs> and this feels a little crazy and also it's just really amazing. I learned about just the importance of listening and how everyone wants to be heard and if you create that space for someone to to talk they probably will especially with students who often feel misunderstood or frustrated and I learned that I definitely still have a, a like continued passion to understand more about outdoor education and how to be outside and also creativity and how to view light and notice it and document these landscapes that are so sacred and help educate others and inspire them hopefully to to get outside. It sounds like the time that you were physically and emotionally healing your body after your climbing accident was really transformative and eventually led to you hitting the road. Do you think you would have hit the road if you didn't have that accident? I honestly think I would have. I don't know if I would have done it in the way that I am doing it now. I think it probably would have taken a lot more time and a lot more excuses, I think. It's very easy to come up with reasons why you shouldn't do something that scares you. But at some point, you kind of just have to, like, do it. 
And so I think, I think I probably would have listened to that voice at some point, but I think it would have taken me a lot longer. And I actually don't know if I would have ever applied for Outward Sound. That I feel like was my biggest like, whoa, I like want to do something different and I'm willing to like shift a whole lot in my life and work myself to the bone. Um, Cause I really just believe in the, the possibility of discovering your own potential and the power of like being outside and how healing that can be. You to me, like in talking to you, the word that I keep thinking of is just brave. You've got a lot of things that have come up in your life that have been challenges. You've overcome them. You've moved on from them. I guess I'm wondering, do you have any thoughts on on fear and overcoming fear? Because I feel like that I don't know if that's if that resonates with you, but I feel like that's kind of your wheelhouse. And I really would love to hear any thoughts you have on on overcoming fear. One of the biggest things is just like not having shame around it. Everyone has fear. It just looks totally different and it manifests with different situations. So I don't think it's necessarily about conquering it or eliminating it. I think it's more of embracing it when it comes up and then seeing like, is this is this a healthy fear of my internal safety being like, no, this would be a very bad decision. Or is it anxiety driven fear of the unknown? And is that something that I should like lean into? Something that we talked about at Outward Bound a lot was the saying, all the feelings are okay not having shame around whatever comes up when it does and I think one of the biggest ways to acknowledge it is to just talk about it and accept it and then also like take a step back and see like is this an area where I need to really challenge myself and and face that or is this a healthy warning sign that that's not the direction I need to go in we have fears biologically, right, to keep us safe. And that intuition, it can also turn against us if it's a fear that's falsely telling us this is going to put you in danger, right, if it's just a mental game. It sounds too like like you spend a lot of time being mindful, like you really invested in time as you were healing to reflect and take stock and, you know, go for walks to heal your body. And as you've been on the road, it seems like you really have already reflected a lot on the things that you've been doing and how that's impacted you. So I, I know, too, that mindfulness and taking time to reflect also helps us to sort out what is an actual threat fear and what is a fear out of anxiety. And I think understanding what anxiety like feels like within yourself too and and recognizing that of am I feeling like insanely anxious right now and that's causing me to be like irrationally fearful or am I not? I'm curious since you said that, you know, there's a lot of shame around fear and I, I completely agree. Are you open to sharing something that you're afraid of? Oh, totally. I think there's probably a a pretty constant fear in my life of not being enough or not doing enough or not getting to do everything that I'm really curious about. 
maybe a fear of like the loss of time a little bit or missed opportunity, especially even centered around like, I feel like with a lot of creative endeavors or like adventures, people can feel like they've missed that opportunity. And I can feel like I've missed that opportunity. I think we actually have a lot more time than we think. And I, I always am inspired when I hear stories of older people who who didn't do these really incredible dreams or publications or whatever until they were older. And reminding myself that uh, the only timeline I'm really like constrained over is when I create in my head. I think that also just is a, a reminder to be more present and recognize like, okay, this is what I would like to do in the future, but what I have is right now. And this is where I am right now. And we'll take, we'll take baby steps to, to get there. It's kind of like a lot of like what my mantra was with my recovery, you know? It's quite literally just like, I have the steps I can take today. And that will, I have to trust, bring me closer to healing if I just continue to do that. There's something really powerful about that. I just have the steps I can take today. I think a lot of us are in places where we want to progress and move forward or just be somewhere else completely, you know, and then that just happens suddenly and that's not how it actually is. You know, we have the steps we can take today and if we sit paralyzed with fear about that, that we're never going to move forward, then we won't. But if we use those steps we can take today, then we're going to go places. Totally. It kind of like brings a smaller picture into a bigger picture that you want. Makes it a little less overwhelming. Thanks so much to Michaela. Your story and your strength are truly inspiring. You can follow along on Michaela's adventures and see more of her photography at Michaela underscore Hamilton. We'll have a link in the show notes to make it easy to find. And you can also find links to our listener survey and Facebook group there too. Thanks to all of you for your support. It really means so much to us. We look forward to being back in your podcast feed soon with more roadside stories told by the amazing women who've lived them. If you like women on the road, odds are you'll like our parent podcast, She Explores. Hosted by Gail Straub, She Explores is a podcast for and about women who are inspired by time spent outside. A big thanks to our sponsor, Deuter. Music is by Josh Woodward and Jason Shaw. We're proud to be edited by Gail Straub and produced by She Explores. Until next time, see you out there.